Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's the Lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode... Event Etiquette for Co-Parenting. Good job. We just had a great wedding. We sure did. Joanne and Boyd got married just what, two? What's today? I've lost all track of time. This last weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Three, a couple days ago. So <laughs> um, it's been uh, a whirlwind. All those that have been listening to the podcast know we've missed a couple weeks. That had a lot to do with uh, me traveling a little bit and also getting ready for the wedding. Yeah. It's been very busy around the house. Yeah, it's been busy and a good busy. But yeah, trying to get everything ready and and uh, do things around the house and get ready for the wedding. So it's been fun. I can't think of any bigger event that a parent in a co-parenting situation has to deal with than probably a wedding. Wouldn't you say that? Yes, it is a lot. And if you don't have a good working relationship with your um, ex, that I, I just... I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine how challenging that would be for the child, for the child, right? Like, I'm not even thinking about the adults, like, oh, how hard that must be for the adults, for the child trying to navigate um, a contentious relationship between your two parents and trying to get married. And that would be very, very hard. That would be very hard. Like, who pays for what? Yes. Um, Whose house is, you know... Which venue is it going to be at? Where is it going to be? I would think that most kids would just say, I'm just going to get married as far away from both parents as possible. (laughs) No one's invited. (laughs) But that was not the case for us. It was not. Julianne and Boyd were a dream, actually, to work with for the wedding. And they did such a good job at balancing three families this past week because Boyd's family came into town. Yep. Um, a week before the wedding. So they had three families that they were trying to make time for, spend time with while still getting ready for the wedding. I mean, they they had a, a big balancing act. Yeah, and I thought they I thought they did a good job. In fact, I, we just talked to them and um, they're not on their honeymoon. They're doing a staycation for their honeymoon. So we talked to them on their drive back. Yeah, that sounds weird that our kids just got married three days ago and we're talking to them. We're not controlling weird helicopter parents. They're in the car driving. Just a little bit. (laughs) I promise. I was thinking that when you were just on the phone with them, because he was just seeing how the drive was going. I'm like, this is so weird that we're talking to them. It's a nine, 10 hour drive. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying because they're not doing a traditional, they did not take a honeymoon yet. They stayed two nights here, which we still saw them uh, both days. That was a little weird. Yeah. So they went to, they spent the night at a hotel and then came back and we opened presents and had lunch and then they spent the night at the hotel and then they came back to see everybody again before they took off. Yeah. So not a typical um, situation. No, it wasn't. But I understand they were trying to, a family's far away um, from where they're, they're moving. So they're trying to see everyone before uh, they go back uh, up to school. Yes. And they're going to have a a honeymoon staycation because there's a lot of trips that they have coming up in the next few months that so you know there's only so much money to go around for trips yeah that, that is true <laughs> and there was some so when we were looking at the wedding 
there's always awkwardness when you have blended families and co-parenting and these big events like what is the etiquette on this and what and what about this and and there's always sometimes some miscommunication or there's lots of landmines i guess is the right word to say right yeah yeah for sure for sure i mean there's a lot going on with a wedding and there's like you know you make a big checklist right and You've got to figure out, you know, as the child that's getting married, you're figuring out if your parents haven't talked and divided things up, then the child has to help divide things up or, you know, it's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot to handle. But you know what? I think it went off pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think things got divided, right? Uh, kind of right up front of who was doing what and who was paying for what kind of got divided fairly quickly yeah um in our situation and there are just a couple small minor oh i thought you were going to do that oh oh i was going to do that no problem it it, it resolved itself oh. but that's very different for for those of you that are in a traditional family non-blended family and you're parenting in the same house there's a lot of communication that just happens naturally when you're in co-parenting that communication doesn't happen like it used to so there's there's a lot of things that can be missed. Absolutely. And some things, you know, at the very last second, someone will be like, what's happening with this? And we're looking at each other going, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> aren't you the groom's, aren't you the bride's father? Yeah. yeah I yeah, am, we're like, but I don't know. We did not get the memo on that one. And then, you know, then people are like, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's just, you know, like I said, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. And I just... I just continually wanted to be like, how can we make this easier for the bride and groom? Because they were, tr they're trying so hard to balance every one and everything. And I just kept, how can we make this easier? How can we make this easier? Right? It's already a stressful time. A wedding is a stressful time and a lot going on. And I just wanted it to make it easier for them. Well, and it's interesting because we said, hey, we got to do a podcast about our experience um, and the things that we thought went well and the things that, hey, maybe we could have communicated better or or come up with a different strategy until you started reading articles on this and you found this incredible little um, article that I thought was pretty done pretty well. Yeah, it's done really well. Yeah, it's called my it's like almost it's like a, it's a letter. It says, dear mom and dad. And but the letter is titled my events and. Yeah, so it's just, it's the perspective from a, a child of divorced parents. And it was it was interesting, wasn't yeah. it? We, and we kind of, when you read it to me, we kind of laughed a little bit because, oh, we messed this up so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, right? Um, other times you said, oh, yeah, we actually did pretty good on that. Well, um, and over time... You get better. These at things it. evolve, right? Yeah. It and it can ebb and flow depending on your relationship with your ex and depending on where that stands. So, you know what I mean? Like it's it's an ebb and flow. Like sometimes you're like, wow, okay, we you know we we handled that event really well, and then a couple months later you're like, whoa, what you know? I don't know what just happened there, but we did not handle that well, right? So it's but as as the years go on, you get much better at it, and I think. No matter what, at your kid's event, no matter what event it is, a wedding, um, a birthday, a graduation, a, a, sport event. a sport event, a school event, at the very least, you're, you should be polite and friendly 
at the very least. So even if you're you're like looking at your ex going, I don't want to look at you. I don't want to talk to you. I can't stand you. It's not about you. It is not about you. So at the very least, you have to be, you have to be, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you have to be polite and friendly. Well, and it's not just the co-parents either in, especially in events that are big events, like a wedding, you've got extended family there too. Yes. And you may have to sit down with some of your siblings or your parents or aunts and uncles and say, be nice. Yes. Or you may have to say, you know what? It just be cordial or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Remember, it's not about you. It's about your child's event. That's right. Don't be selfish. To me, that's very selfish. If you're making it about you and your feelings, it's not. It's not about you and your feelings. It's about your child and their day or their event and their feelings. In fact, I can't think of a better gift you can give your child at their wedding to, to just be polite and nice and show unity in this joyous occasion that you're having uh, with uh, your kid. Absolutely. All right. Hey, let's talk about the article. I, lo- I love the way it was phrased. Dear mom and dad, um, these are my events, right? I, I love it. Yeah, it says, you are a guest here, and I ask you to act accordingly. (laughs) My events include, but are not limited to... All right, this is good. Yes, my teacher's conferences. I never would have thought that as an event. Right? My athletic events, my musical recitals, my birthday parties, my school plays, my school graduations, and later, my prom, my going to college, my wedding. We've had all these. We have had every single one of these happen. Yes. And which one do you think we botched the most at first? Ooh, well. I'd say the teacher conferences. I wasn't at those, but you were at those. Like, yeah, I, that's as, right. Right. Yeah. As a, you don't, usually, typically, as a significant other or a spouse of. Or a stepmom, you step-mom, normally don't go to conferences. You would not go to conferences. Like, you let, you don't need 10 people in the room. No, you you just let mom and dad handle that. So, yeah, those those were some challenging times in the beginning when they were, especially when your kids are having problems. Yeah. And, and remember your child has just gone through, um, a very traumatic experience in their life. Their parents have split up a lot of times when it first happens, they are probably going to have some issues at school, parent teacher conferences. Um, the, the teacher's going to tell you, Hey, Johnny seems a little bit more, um, in, introverted, um, or maybe he's acting out in class, whatever the case may be, this is not the time to get defensive. Yes, I think that can definitely happen, especially in the beginning, right? When the feelings are still raw. Yeah, and, and that happened That happened with me. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, you become defensive. I, I, it wasn't me. That was it's my fault. not in my house. <laughs> oh, he acts out when he's with his mom and going from his mom to, to school. Never yeah, from my never. house. Never, yeah. Everything in our house That's, is... Beautiful. Yeah. 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 So, yes, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of defensiveness in the beginning. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and once again, you're making that about yourself and not about your child. When you're sitting there defending your, right, how you're handling things, that is making it about you, right? Instead of focusing on the child. Well, and that's the first point that it says in the letter is, hey, it's your divorce, 
but it's my event. And this is from the kid's perspective. Right. Yes. So, okay, so let's read this first. I, I like this. So it says, my life outside my family's divorce is very important to me. It is also what keeps me sane in the world called figuring out two houses by myself. Whenever I play soccer, I only want to focus on playing soccer. If divorced parents want to come watch our games, I don't want the two of you to stand out. I also prefer you don't rush to bring your latest squeeze and I won't be able to tell you my preference. When you both have new people in your life, dad, I don't want you to call mom's boyfriend a whatever. Blankety blank. And mom, I don't want you to call dad's girlfriend a blankety blank. Yes, this has happened to other kids way too often. If you use my events to vent your anger at each other, I suffer the most. I'm embarrassed, ashamed, and I let my team down because I can't focus on the game. Keep your divorce out of my events. Don't use my events for oh, your this anger. Is so true. Wow. Like I I want to like pub I, I wish every divorce family could read this and because it's just it's from the kids perspective, right? Like stop making things about you and think about me, right? And yeah. And, and I've, I I can hear it already. Some parents, well, I was thinking about you when I brought my new squeeze because this is going to be your new daddy or your new mommy and you need to like them. And yeah. they, they need to attend your things. Right. No, they don't yes. at first. And they don't want you to come to their event um, and see the two of you arguing, right? You and your ex. The kids do not want to see that. Like, keep that out of... No, does it game. mean that you need to sit together at the uh, the sporting event? You know what? So I read a different article and it said if if you have gotten to that point, absolutely you should sit together. They said there's nothing better for a kid than to look out and see mom and dad sitting together. That's not giving the kid a false sense of mom and dad are going to get back together. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's um, my life has you know a bomb has been set off in my life and look. At least some things can still be good, and the two people that I love probably yes, the most, right, can sit and and high five each other at my game or right now. Now, not everybody can do that. We're not saying that everybody should do that, and you not everybody shouldn't can high do five that. each other with a grimace on your face. That'd be bad. <laughs> Final high five, you. Um, this but, is for Johnny. Yes. So you don't have to sit together. That's ideal. Like literally, that would be the ideal situation that you sit together. I would say that's probably not going to happen most of the time. That's what I'm going to say. What do you think? I, think. Uh, I would say especially at the beginning. Yeah, especially at the beginning. But so sit apart. That's fine. That's fine. Sit apart. and But don't don't be mad at your child if they go hug mom first or if they go hug dad first. Don't, don't place any well, guilt or shame there. And also, uh, and we've done this. This is one thing that we actually did at the beginning. If we took the child to the event... Then we made sure that after the event, if they came and hugged us first and said, how'd I do? We'd say, great, now go hug your mom. Yeah, we made right. sure to we always sure. say goodbye to the other parent, make sure to acknowledge the other parent. Right. Um, that's That to me is very important because yeah. it shows unity and it shows your child that their other parent, which is half of them, matters. Right. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Read the next okay, one. Okay. The next one. Uh, be concerned about me. Whenever you come to my teacher's conference, remember why you are there. <laughs> All right. Mm. I've been guilty of this one. Yeah. Hopefully you're there to see how I'm adjusting uh, to being the child of divorced parents. My teacher's conference is not a place for you to compete for whom is being the better parent. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> right here. Ask my teacher how 
she thinks I am doing and what you can do better as a parent for me. My teacher's conference is an opportunity to do, for you to find out about my welfare. It's an opportunity for you both to make my life easier by listening to my teacher's recommendations. I love this because I think a lot of times the teacher conferences are an opportunity for exes to go, well, if you were to do this and if you well, were to do Johnny's that. Johnny's always late on Monday because yep. Johnny's always at yep. your house on Monday. Yep. I think that that or can. Ugh. Homework is never done on Fridays because Johnny's at daddy's house. Yep. I've, yep. I've, I've participated in that myself. Right. And the I've bl- seen that too. Yes. The blame game and the pointing and. That's when sometimes you do have to work those things out. And sometimes there is a parent that's better at getting things done and getting homework done and turned in better than, and sometimes the one parent is better at getting the kid to school on time than another. That is just true. But in your, if in a traditional family, that's true too, right? Like those things are going to happen. You have different personalities. Well, and we've even worked that out. Like, yeah, I'm better at math homework than my ex and she's better at English homework. So if the kids had math problems, they would actually come over, even if it wasn't my night, right. to say, hey, dad needs to tutor you in math to help you understand this stuff. you got to be flexible. Remember, it's about the children it's when it comes, the child. Yep. comes to these things. So I like this. At the, your parent-teacher conference, focus on the child. What is important and what is going on with the child? Don't be sitting there thinking the whole time. Because I understand you're going to be sitting there looking at your ex the whole time going, oh, you know. And you're thinking, okay, she just said this. I'm yes, going to say this. Right. Or he just said mm-hmm. that. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to counter with this. Yep. No, stop it. Listen to the teacher. Talk about your child. And if you're saying you're not doing that. Maybe you aren't. Not when you're first divorced. Of I, course you are. We don't know are. everybody. Oh, don't I don't know. don't know everybody. Come on. You don't know everybody. I, do, I don't. <laughs> you don't know everybody. You don't. But. But I know I'm, I know I'm not alone. No, no, of course you're not alone. But we don't. Every situation is different. But we know that a good portion, when you first get married, there is bitterness. And there is um, conflict. And, yeah. Right? And you are sitting there with each other going. So, yeah, you're right. You're, you're planning your next you know, your next jab and at the other parent. And that's not focusing on the child. So we're helping you. We're helping you speed the process along of messing up your child. Like, let's just skip the whole, you know, the first year, the first, second year. It's, you can just do so much damage to your child. You know, it's interesting because I can see where people would be using teacher conferences as like a therapy session. Oh gosh, the poor teachers. The poor teacher. I feel bad for you guys. The poor teachers. Oh, okay. The next one, respect me. My school graduations, music recitals, school plays, and even my birthdays are my events. Therefore, once again, you are a guest. Ask me if I have any requests from you. Do I care if you sit together or apart? Let me know who is bringing me and who is taking me home. If you have feelings about any of the of the logistics, work it out with your therapist. I love that. <laughs> I understand if... I have one or two contentious divorced parents. You will always sit away from each other. Fine. Don't scream or yell at each other. It is my event. Never try to make me feel guilty if I hug both of you and am nice to both of you. Don't tell me I can't say hi to my other parent or even try to keep me from greeting my other parent. Yes, this also happens all too often to kids. 
Once again, remember, this is an important event for me. Remember, it is not about either of you. So guess what? You are going to have all of these things we just that we just mentioned. School graduations, music recitals, school plays, all of those things, right? Birthdays. birthdays You're yeah. going to have all of these things come up. Several times a year, you're going to have these things come up. And once again, it's about the child. It's not about you. Well, and this could get tricky sometimes. What if, like for us, we always have a tradition after a music recital um, to go to ice cream afterwards. Yeah. We've always done that. Right. It's, we've done it for years. But what if we don't have the kids when we have, we just went to a music recital and they look at us and say, now this hasn't happened to us. Yeah. But they look at us and say, aren't we going to ice cream? But they're not on our time. Right. During that time. Right. Yeah. I mean, our kids know that we won't be getting nope. ice cream because they're not with us. Yeah, but yeah, little kids would have a harder right. time with yes. that. Yes, yes, yes. So in those situations, it's best to talk to the to your ex, the co-parent, about the tradition and invite them or have them do that tradition with them, right? So that they're yes. not missing out because it is about them, not about you well, and, you and have, your spouse. And one thing you have to remember, sometimes... With the inviting, like you said, maybe invite them to get ice cream. That might be I don't too. think the kids always, even them. if you think that you can do that and be polite and friendly, I don't think the kids always want that unless you have an amazing relationship with each other. Um, I think it's awkward for the kids. So, but like it said that, on here, yeah. it said on here, ask me, right? It said on here, <laughs> ask me, do I care if you sit together or apart? Let me like, ask me, ask the child. And, you know, do you want mom, you know, do you want uh, mom and stepdad to come to out to ice cream with us? Ask them. And they might say yes. And they might say, you know what? No, I'll do that tomorrow night with them or I'll do that the next time I'm with them. Um, and if they say yes, then suck it up. Yeah. Suck it up and just be like, okay, this is what they want. But yeah, I think especially as the kids get older, when they're younger, they don't, they don't um, catch on to all of the tension in the room. But when they're older, they absolutely feel all the tension in the room. So they, as they get older, they don't want you in the same room for some events because they're Well, if like, there's still tension there, of course yeah, not. Yeah, they're like, you know what? We'll just have two celebrations and that's fine. Okay, the next section is move on. This reminded I it made me want to sing Let It Go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the more you do with your inner work and move on from the divorce, the better things will be for me. That, I don't want to be your confidant. That is so important. Yep. Do not let your kid be your therapist. No. Yeah, you have to figure out love after going through trauma of my parents. Yeah, the kids are trying to figure out what love is after after a traumatic uh, divorce. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I like what they said there. Move on, and like what you said, don't don't use your child as a confidant. Right. Did you see your dad's new girlfriend? What a hussy! Is right. that a word, hussy? Hussy, I think so. Yeah, that's an old word. Yeah, I'm aging myself. Yeah, you are. Yeah, and then it says when I go off to college, leave home, get married. All the normal things people do, I expect you both to be focused on what I need, not each other and your unfinished business. 
By the time I get married and I have to figure out how to handle two families to my fiance's one, please understand. So we just went through this, right? Yeah, Julianne we did. had her two families and Boyd had his one, his great family. And they were trying to balance all three. And it, I, you know, my heart kind of broke for them that they're trying to divide time between all three. And I thought they did a really good they job. They did a really good job. And, you know, if we talked to them and asked them how stressful that was, I bet they would say it was it was stressful. Yep. Um, they did a really good job. So, I, I mean, I hope we, we made things as easy as, as possible as we could for them. Um, I didn't want them to feel like they had to spend, you know, every minute with us because we knew that they were, were being pulled. And she, you know, she had friends that came into town and cousins and bridesmaids. And, you know, I mean, she had so much going on. Um that, yeah, we were just trying to be supportive. Who was it? One of her friends said, I am glad I got married during COVID. Yeah. We couldn't have yeah. all the moving parts that yep. go into a normal wedding. Yep. So um, what else let's say? Okay, I like this. It says, so to recap. All right, here's the recap. So this is the recap as a child of divorced parents. Remember, it is my event and you are the guest. Uh, remember, no anger allowed at my event. Remember, no unfinished business at my event. Oh, I like that one. Uh, remember, I will be greeting and hugging both of you. Remember, ask about how I am doing. If appropriate. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that means. It says if appropriate. Why would it not be appropriate to ask the kid I don't how know. they're doing? I can see where a parent would say, you were just over at your dad's. How are you doing? Oh, okay. Like, like in a, Yeah, like almost like, trying to find out information. Like trying to find out information mm-hmm. or kind of give a little bit of a jab in there like this must be really difficult that you have to spend time with your dad or whatever yeah no i get that or i guess like if you are like there with both parents and you're hugging them both and talking to both and you how are you doing is this okay like that's weird yeah Yeah, don't make it weird yeah all right remember i want all of us to be happy i want us i want all of us to happily land on our feet that was I couldn't I couldn't read that one. Yep. Can you believe that? So it says it's pretty simple. My events are important to me and for me. Please use them to be the great parent I know you can be. I think the key on this one is to know that your child loves you, regardless of how much time they spend with you at the event. They still love you, and they and they notice if you're there or if you're not. They absolutely do. Go to those swim meets. Go to the games. Even if your ex is going to be there and you're like, oh my goodness, it's going to be awkward. Go. Go. You don't have to sit with them, but your child needs to see your face there. They need to see that they're supported by both parents. So go. Go to those activities, even if it's hard for you. It's not about you. You already messed up your kid's life. (laughs) You're great. All right, our lemonade moment of the week is all about the wedding. The lemonade was great food, great company. The lemons were in abundance. There was a lot going on, wasn't there? Yeah, I would say the first one was probably the rain. So yeah, so here, this is our third wedding in the last seven months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So all three weddings have had the possibility at the last minute of rain and i'm like seriously like I, all three weddings were outdoor weddings and not just a little bit of rain we're talking like thunder bump yes. rain all three so this one here we are it's gonna it's gonna be outside it's gonna be lovely 
um, the reception was going to be outside and beautiful. And there's the threat of rain, like rain. And we're like, oh my goodness. And in fact, it rained uh, up to about 30 minutes before the reception started. Like, it did. Like downpour, hail, hail and yes. lightning. So at the last minute, everyone's right, right, you know, running tables out, running the decorations out, running the food out. And yeah, kind of crazy, kind of crazy. So weather, weather was lemons. lemons, but the reception ended up being total lemonade. It was beautiful and wonderful. All right. Another major lemon. One of our children that was driving here, Rachel and Amanda and the girls. And, well, girls, they're not. I've got three grandkids now, so mm-hmm. I have to remember girls and boys. Um, their car broke down on the way here. About an hour away. They called and said, what you doing? And I'm like, waiting for you. And they're like, oh, well, can you come get us? So and this was about an hour and a half, two hours before we were hosting a swim party at the house with um, Julianne's new in-laws. Yes. And, and his family. And his and, family. And his brother and their kids. And so I missed, I missed most of that. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> Which okay, is fine. It, and, and we knew no Paige deal. was the one that had to go because yeah. I was grilling. I was yeah, setting it was everything. No big up, deal. So. No big deal. But it turns out the car was not a full loss. There was just a sensor that went south, so the car yeah. still works, which was good. Yes. Um, and then all of the next day, right before the rehearsal dinner, which was at the house, um, we had a grill delivered, and I put it in the garage. And when I went to pull the garage door down, it broke, like stuck solid. Could so not we don't have an we don't have an automatic garage door because that broke a long 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 yeah, time ago. We so took that out. you just have to you know pull it up and down and you pulled it up and you went to pull it down and it was stuck up. So, so we had here we've got like forty people at our house. There's so much going on and there's we've now got repair guys and they they keep knocking on the door to talk. To, I mean yeah. yeah. So okay. but it all it was like a comedy of errors that was yeah. going on. But in the end, it was wonderful. We got to meet Boyd's family. Great family. We had a lot of fun with them. Um, uh, all my family came into town. And your mom and your sister came in. It was yeah. It was just great to see all the family together and, and have fun. It was. It was great. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm-hmm.